Okay, good evening everyone. Thanks for joining. So the first uh, few shiurim, we began with more introductory remarks on Hilchah Sadaka, and we went through the Loisase. Loisase says, Levavcha, don't hold your heart back, don't harden your heart. Loisikpah, it says, Yadcha, Mechicha, Evyon, don't uh, hold back from giving Sadaka. Those are the Loisase. We mentioned many different considerations before a person will be over the Loisase. We gave a whole list of times where a person might be putter from giving Sadaka, and we'll get to all the different details of giving Sadaka. Then we saw the, briefly, we saw, the, we saw the concept of the bracha that comes from tzedakah, and we even got a hint towards Maisek Safim, of giving Maisek Safim, there the Ramah brought down a machlekes regarding testing HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we learned there are three different opinions. Some held you could test HaKadosh Baruch Hu by all types of tzedakah, that seems to be the opinion of the Ramah, the opinion of the Torah. Others, this is the opinion of the, of the Beis Yosef, you can only test Hashem when it comes to Meiser Ksafim, giving 10% of your income. And the third sheet was that of the Yaivitz and the, the Shlach Kaddish, that one is not allowed to test HaKadosh Baruch Hu when it comes to Meiser Ksafim. You can only test Hashem when, uh, with, with Meiser Tvua, Meiser that you give on produce, regular Meiser that we find in the Chumash. So today, just to go in order, so that was Simon Reish Mem Zayin. That's the first three shirum we gave, a Simon Reish Mem Zayin. Today we're going to go through Simon Reish Mem Ches. So Simon Reish Mem Ches, just to go in order of the Shulchan Aruch, I think it's the easiest way to follow, uh, to make a curriculum, so to say. There's eight sifim, and we'll see, there are many different halachas that come up. So number one, he says, Kal Adam, everyone is chayiv litin tzedakah. Every single person is, has to give tzedakah. It seems just like he had in Hilchas Tamatayra. To go back to Hilchas Tamatara and Reish Memvav, Kol Ish Yisrael Chayiv Tamatara Ben Ani Ben Asher Ben Shalom Megufay. Whoever you are, you have to learn Tyra. Says the same thing over here. Kol Adam Chayiv Litein Tzedaka Afilu Ani. Even an Ani Hamisparnis from that Tzedaka. Even an Ani who is getting supported by Tzedaka Chayiv Litein. He has to give me Mashi Yitnulai. He has to give from what they give him. Now you could imagine there's a question in the Achrayim. Why would the Ani have to give? If he's taking, if he's a taker, and he, he has to come onto the Tzibur to support himself, so why should he take what they give him and then give it back to the, to the, to the Tzibur? What's the point? He, maybe he shouldn't have to give anything. That would be the, uh, the easy way and the simple way to understand it. So there are two main opinions of how to understand the Shulchan Aruch. Opinion number one is probably the most uh, logical approach, and that is, when the Shulchan Aruch says he has to give tzedakah, he doesn't mean he has to give every single time they give him uh, you know, a check for tzedakah, he has to go give meiser or something like that. It means there's a basic minimum shear that every single person has to give, which we'll call you know, once a year. A person has to give a certain amount. We'll see this next week's shear in Reish Mem Tess, the next sim. So there's a certain amount, uh, a minimum requirement called Shlishis HaShekel. We'll discuss how much that is in American currency. We'll discuss that next week. So that small amount, that's what the Shulchan Aruch here in Reish Memches means. And this is how the Archa Shulchan understands it, the Pischei Tshuva, and most of the Achorinim understand it as talking about the basic minimum that he has to give. The same way when he takes Tzedakah, he has to buy... Lachemishnah for Shabbos, he has to buy Yai and the Kiddush Labdallah. He also has to perform all mitzvahs of the Torah. And one of those mitzvahs is to give Meiser once a year, a Shlishis HaShekel, to give at least that. That is where he's chayef to give. However, the Shach argues, the Shach says, He has Parnasa, but he's short. Every month he comes up short. He needs to rely on the Tzedakah to help him pay his mortgage, his bills. 
but he does have an income, and therefore he still has to give something. So he's not on the lowest level of an Oni who literally has nothing. He has a Parnassah, but he should give some money of that every single time. Doesn't exactly explain why. We could assume either he is not a full-fledged Ani, so he didn't get away from the Chiv Tzedakah, or perhaps it's to accustom him to keep giving, but that's the way the Shach understands it. Then the Shulchan Aruch says, Someone who gives less than what he's supposed to give, sounds like less than the Shlishas HaShakel, but it could be, it means, when there's a certain amount that he has to give based on, there are many halachas in Hilchas Beis HaKnesses, we'll see later on in Hilchas Tzedakah, community needs, that every person has to give what he's able to give. So, Bezdin Kaifin Aisai, Bezdin forces him, Umakin Aisai Malkus Mardus, they give him Malkus, Achiyitin Masha Amdu Litain, until he gives what he's able to give, Kedem Machsaroi, Achiyachsalai for the Ani, Kfiyah Sagas Yadai, we'll see all these different halachas of what the actual mitzvah is next week in Reishman Tess. But if he, if he could afford to give more, and he's able to give, and Bezdin decided he should give X amount, if he's not giving, the halacha is that kaifen oisai, force him, makan oisai, makas mardus, veloichim imenu mashroi loilitin. And we take, we literally go down to his nechassim and we take it down. Now, it's not an issue as far as stealing because we know hefker, bezin, hefker. So bezin could take his money. That's not a problem. But the achorinim are bothered by another halacha. The Gemara in Chulin tells us that that when you have mitzvahs, shematan scharon bitzida, that the Torah shows us that there's schar for that mitzvah, then we ain't kaif in a love. We don't force anyone to do a mitzvah. And the, one example would be kivad Aim. Another example would be mezuzah. says, leman yirbu yemeichem Some places talk about teaching your children Torah. Is that part of the haftacha of leman yirbu yemeichem v'meivenechem? Because you have vishnatan levanecha, and a few psukim, you know, a few psukim later, leman yirbu yemeichem. That's a question if that's going lefnei fun of. That's a question halacha. But mezuzah, we, we don't force a mezuzah. So the chayr over here by tzedakah, you have a you have a haftacha leman yivorechacha that Hashem is going to give you bracha. So the question is, Lachari should not be able to force. So the Shach asks this question. So he answers based on Taisus. We come up and Kevin Dikabad Nami Lavin. There's also a lav of Leisikpois Leisa Ames Levavcha. So then Kaifin. Then we do force. But it's a general question of of uh, of why we we would we would still force by tzedakah. Now you see a few things from here. Number one, you see that Lamani Varecha, as we mentioned last week, is a haftacha from the Chumash that a person is going to get bracha by giving tzedakah. But more importantly, the Pais can explain why do we not force when it comes to mitzvahs, mitzvahs, shemat and schara b'tzida. So typically, when there's a mitzvah and someone's not uh, fulfilling that mitzvah, Bezin will take matters into their own hands and get involved. But over here, you don't need the deterrent of Bezdin. You have the the the... The reward, the reward itself of Lamani Varecha would basically force someone from a pressure standpoint to go perform that mitzvah. Okay, next. In Sif Beis, the Shulchan Aruch says, mm-hmm. That's not so negative for us, taking a mashkin for tzedakah. In Sif Gimel, the Shulchan Aruch brings a very interesting topic, which has ramifications in other areas in Allah, and that is regarding Yisoyimim. So let's say a person 
Loyalinu passed away, and he left over a family of Yisaimim. Let's assume they're under 13 years old for now. There are many halachas of Apotropos and Hilchas Chayshemesh, but so they have a fund. They have a trust fund. They have something that uh, that their their parents left for them. The question is, can the can the Apotropos give tzedakah? He has uh, millions of dollars of assets under management that he is he has he's a fiduciary on these on on the money. Is he allowed to give tzedakah? So the halach is no. He's not allowed to give. The only exception is if it's going to be a covered for the family. So you have a certain family and there's like a family foundation and it's covered for the family that they don't have without this. But through giving tzedakah, they will now get covered, which is a true thing. They'll get covered by giving a significant amount. The price can say to give a, a small amount is not going to give them covered. It has to be a significantly, a significant uh, donation. If they're going to get covered from this, so then this is a schus for the assignment. They and therefore we could assume that this is something they would want to give their money towards. That's halacha. Based on this, you have a very interesting halacha that any time we could assume the the assignment would want to give their money for this, then the apotropos is allowed to give the money. So the chasam uh, not the chasam the pischei brings down from a maharit. They were asked, he was asked the following question. There was a Yasim, they got sick, and the Apotropos, the, the one who was in charge of the money, he saw that, that uh, there's not much to do. So he gave a lot of money to Tzedakah as a schus that Hashem will be Yerapeyu Micholyov. Hashem will heal him. And unfortunately, Achakach Mesa Yasim, and the Yasim died. So, can whoever is inheriting the, the Yasim, you have to go through the list of Yerusha. It could be there's a grandfather who's still alive. He's going to inherit his grandson now. Can he be Ma'ara? Can he say, why'd you waste the money? You wasted the money. You, uh, you gave money to Kupara Air, and the child still died. So we want our money back. So the psak was that if we could assume that the Yasim would have wanted to give his money as a last, last second effort, so to say, to be able to, to save himself, the schus of tzedakah, then the apotropos had the right to give this money towards tzedakah. But you see, it's not so, it's not so simple for someone to give a tzedakah for, for a yasim. It has to be in their best interest. Okay. The Ramah, the Ramah points out that this discussion of giving tzedakah is only talking about where it's a tzedakah she'in la kitzbah, or it could wait. But let's say you have one of their family members is in front of them and they need the money, or another example would be if their father always supported an immediate family member, that would be considered part of the Arusha, so to say, and they would, ha- or, or there's a pressing need, then we would say that they would want to give the tzedakah in that case, and he's allowed to give it. Okay, that's the regarding Paiskin tzedakah al assignment. Next, I skipped one thing I wanted to mention before, that the Birk Yosef brings down from the from the um, I'll, I'll say it soon. Okay, well, I'll say, I'll say it in a, in a few minutes. Next, Siv Dalid. Very interesting halacha. Many people do not know this. And I heard recently of a, a Din Taira or more of an error where this was taking place. This is a Gemara. The Gemara is a Befeir Gemara at the end of Bava Kama, the last half over there. It says that he cannot take 
if you're a Gabit Tzedakah or an Ani, you cannot take large donations from Nashim, women, meaning wives, if they're a single girl, that'd be fine. Uh, I really should say um, from, uh, from a wife. Me'ha'avadim, from servants. Me'ha'atinaikos, and from young children. So each one has their own halacha, but the, the, the assumption is if it's a Dover Gado, if it's something that's large, a large donation, the Chazak is it's stolen from other people. Now, what does this mean? So by a cut it's understandable. If a cut comes, is giving you a $1,000 check to, um, to the raffle in yeshiva, or in a uh, you know, day school, a fourth grader is giving you a, a large donation, so you, you would have to assume, he stole it from someone. Where did he get this cash? So only a Dover Muot would be mutter. Same thing regarding women. Unless we know, the, the person talk about this, that the husband gave her permission to go spend tzedakah. For example, let's say you have a lady's uh, tea for a fundraiser. And all the women are getting together for a fundraiser. So it would be mutter for them to give, their husbands let them go. So obviously, they are, they, they allow, they are allowing them to, to spend money on tzedakah. But let's say you have a fundraiser, and he's supposed to meet a couple, and the husband doesn't show up, and he only meets the wife. And he asks for uh, $200,000, which maybe the husband would have given. It's not so simple that he's allowed to take that check. He can't ask for it if, if the husband's not there, because it's a fair shalacha that if it's a davar gadol. Now, what is a davar gadol? The price can say it depends on the family. It depends on what they consider a davar gadol. You have to assess the situation. But if it's indeed a davar gadol, then you cannot take it from a woman, you cannot, uh, from, from a wife, so to say, and you cannot take it from a ever or a child. Now, when it comes to children, it's a, it's a more complicated halacha. It's a whole sugya in Chayshem Mishpat regarding the kinyanim that children have. They could be kind of things. Can they be makna things? Can they make things hefker? Rav Palm Setzal in his Sefer says that a person should not steal candy from a kid. Sometimes you have these uh, bored people in shul that they see a young child and they take the lollipop from them. So you could give it back to the child, but the child can't be meichel. Halacha is a child can't be meichel. So don't, don't steal things from children. That's what Rav Palm writes in the Sefer Atar Lamelech. So, in this situation, let's assume it's not really the child that's giving from his own money. If he's giving a dollar to tzedakah, we would assume a davar muet that the father, the parents allowed him to give. That's the halacha. So, you have a few questions on this halacha. Number one, it seems that when it comes to children, you cannot assume that the money's theirs, especially if it's a davar gadol. So the price can discuss. Let's say you have a store. You're a firm guy. And you have a, a supermarket. And the children come on the way to school or something. And they buy gum and soda and Slurpees, all types of things. What, what's the hector? What's the hector for the store owner to take money from this, from this nine-year-old boy? Let's ignore Chayshemish, but for now, let's talk about this halacha that maybe it's Ganov Mishal Acherim. How does he know? that, that uh, the father allowed him to do this. Or we'll give another extreme example. This comes up, the Israeli place can discuss this. You have an electronic store. Kid comes in, seven-year-old kid, he buys himself an iPad, an iPhone, or the like, for, for $300. And the next day, the father is upset at the, at the uh, store owner. How'd you take my kid's money? He's a seven-year-old kid. How is he supposed to know what something is worth? And you stole. So the question is, what do you do in this situation? The Babi Ashokhan, Rafael Kohn, Zatzal, he brings this all down. He says, Taka Now the truth is, there is a Gemara in Gitin, I believe it's Daphne and Tess, 
which says that you that that they made a takana that if they would not allow children to do some masa umatan, then children would go hungry and they would die. So there has to be some allowance of masa umatan. The Gemara and Sukkah says it seems that it doesn't apply to a lulav. I don't think it applies to iPads. <laughs> no, so maybe maybe a bottle of water it would apply to. Yeah, it's very. Um, so I think I think what everyone's relying on. This is what I would understand that a small store, let's say near near a school, near a shul, let's say a shul has a vending machine or something. So you would assume the, the parents gave them a dollar, two dollars to buy a Danish, to buy something like that. But in a Hanami, if it's a large purchase, and the child is under bar mitzvah. You have to be. Uh, you have to be careful. You have to say that your parent. If you if you're there, if you're at the store, you should say that your parents uh, give you permission. And if you could find out, a person would be lachar would be to to find out if the parents gave permission for the child to to use this money because otherwise, how, how does he have this cash? Maybe it's stolen. Michelle Achir. Fine. Any other questions on that? No, obviously you said very clearly it has to be a double gadol. Right, the Mechaber says, Hakolafi Oishra Bailem, right. For right. some kids, right, you, yeah. you would assume it's not a big deal. But, but for others, right, you wouldn't you wouldn't assume that their pa- parents are giving them this money. Now, so I, I, I come with the card, the credit card, it would be a problem, I guess. Maybe they stole the credit card. Yeah, and then, you know, the guy, the parent could um, know the, the purchase. He doesn't know who it is. Maybe he thinks it's his wife. He doesn't know uh, who's, who's swiped in the, in the store. Okay, interesting. By, by the way, I've seen it a lot of times in grocery stores. Kids come in and they buy a couple of items and say, put it on the account. Now, it's usually a couple of bucks, nothing major. Right. But I'm saying that would also technically be... When you say that's a grocery store, probably the parent, you know, hopefully the parents... I don't know. Right, you have to know. Yeah, I think that's what everybody is relying on. But Lachar, you have this good question. Abarazim points out that for some reason the Shulchan Aruch is talking about tzedakah here by Nashim. He said, "What about the shopping malls? What what if a woman goes to the mall if she spends the money without her husband's permission? Where's the hetter on that as well?" So there are many different. (laughs) There are many different. uh, What to spend money? It's and interesting, the Yamshel Shleimer, when he says, he says, if the lady is an Eish Yitzchayel, if she's an Eish Yitzchayel, which we say Eish Yitzchayel Miyimsa, right? Rabbi is Bona is Asuchayel. The single girls are all Asuchayel, but when they get married, Eish Yitzchayel Miyimsa. So he says that if she's an Eish Yitzchayel, she, she runs the finances in the house, whether that means she has a job or she has enough, you know, footing in the monetary situation in the home, then she does have some rights. There's a lot to discuss here regarding ksuba, regarding, you know, sharing the, the finances in the home. But it's not so simple. It's not so simple for, let's say a woman knows her husband does not want her to spend. And she, uh, she's getting back at him because whatever, whatever situation they find themselves in, it's not so simple for her to go spend money on the mall or the like. Extra things that are not part of the regular day-to-day ksuba. One could argue in Hilchus ksuba that a husband is mechoyev to make sure his wife has everything she needs. But if this is clearly not a need... It, it's borderline, it's not borderline, it's clearly a want or extra, not a need, and not something that she was used to. And now, it's interesting, when a woman, if a woman grows up wealthy, the halacha is, she's oilin imoy, but ve'en maridin imoy. That if a man marries a very wealthy girl, a very wealthy woman, he can't expect her to go down to his level. 
everyone should be forewarned, right? He can't expect her halachically to go down to his level. Mark Zubas, it's in Zubas, but I think Zubas, right? You'll find it. So it's it's So 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 in that situation, it's a chiv on the ksuba. If she's used to going to malls, if she goes to the malls every Sunday and she uh, she hits the stores, so that's that's part of the ksuba. He can't have a tain on that. But let's say it's something extra, just tam. There would be an issue of geneva unless she is the Aisha Israel. She's the one that's bringing in the bringing in the funds. This is something. Uh, it's a serious topic well, in halacha. Well, I can see the gabei because he's kind of he's kind of part of the um, the he's creating this. Storekeeper, why, why do we assume it's all on him to... So maybe that's another tyrant, perhaps. Yeah, I hear. The Ba'adei Shulchan says it's a but so, so, so my father is saying that really the, the Gabi Tzedakah is going out of his way. But it's interesting when we t- you'll see in a, in, a, in a minute, a few minutes, the Shulchan Aruch says when it comes to a different halacha, it, it describes the, the Gabi Tzedakah as being toiveya. There he says, Asr Lutava. We'll see what it means in Siv Zion. You can't be Tavea certain things. Over here, it's talking about Kabbalah. In Makabah, meaning they're coming to pay, you have to say no. So, by mitzvah, so for sure, why would this be, uh, why would this be different? Now, the Pisgah brings down, let's say the family is wealthy, and the woman wants, and the wife of the house, she wants to give tzedakah to her family, to her relatives, to her neighborhood. There it's mutter, the place can say. Also, because of ksuba, the same way a husband has to make sure his wife is in good standing, so to say, with the people in the neighborhood. It's the halacha is that he's not allowed to hold her back from going to weddings, from going to a besa avel, because people are going to think that she's antisocial. So he's, it's part of the ksuba. He has to allow her to go socialize. You have to ask your rabbi what that means every single night, but he has to allow her this life that's part of the ksuba. So if a woman is wealthy, and she's a wealthy woman, and she doesn't give to her friends and family, those that need, so this would also be antisocial, so to say. It would put her in bad standing with her neighborhood, with her, with her fa- family and friends, and it will be a chiv, a component of exuba, to allow her to give who she wants to. Okay. Now, the Aruch HaShulchan has, like has a Svex Feka. He says, let's say you have a, not a Svex Feka, but he says, let's say you have a woman who does earn her own money, and that's a Shailan Halacha, if the Masia Deha of a woman who's going out to work, is she allowed to keep it? You're going to ask me questions from Shas. Okay, Ayn Mishnah Melech and Perak Chafal of Nechus Ishas. We do not paskin like this, but it's a suffix at least. And therefore, in this case, it's anyways a suffix. Maybe the husband would want to give this money to Tzedakah. So the Aruch says if she makes her own money, so she, we could rely, the Gabbai Tzedakah could rely that it's coming from her, and the husband perhaps would be, would be uh, you know, he would agree to this, and that would be Mutter. The Noi Debiuta is a very interesting Shaila. He says that there was a woman who said, that her husband was very stingy and he did not give what he was supposed to give to tzedakah so she decided to act on behalf of Bezdin and she took money she took money from from she took, she took cash from the drawer to to make sure he gives the proper tzedakah to give the the other response he says the gezel gamrahu the khalil lakabal mimena it's usher to be makabal from her. Va'afsheh bezdin kaifim la tzedakah. You know, it's true. We saw a few minutes ago that bezdin is kaifim al tzedakah. Mikamaka, misam ha'isha l'shefetesh. L'shefetesh, who made her a judge? And fakert, isha p'sul aladin. A woman is it's not allowed to be a judge. 
this Isra of Sarara, and therefore we're not allowed, she's not allowed to act as the police lady, and she cannot take the uh, she cannot make him give tzedakah. Okay, let's keep going. There's interesting halacha regarding Isha Hizchiru Malami Libna. So you have a similar topic. If let's say a woman, anything she's spending money on, we always have to be concerned. Again, back in the day, maybe Isha's chayil is different. That who gave her the right to spend this money? So the Shochnar gives an example. Let's say she hired a tutor, Malame Libna. So if the husband found out about it and he was quiet, he did not object. So that shows Vadainichli Bamasha Asasa. And he has to pay pay the tutor all these for all the sessions. But if he's Moicha, if he says no, Klum. So the tutor has to beware that if he accepts a job that a lady hired him to do, if the husband was not masking, it could be he's not going to get uh, to get paid. Sivvav the Shulchanar describes, let's say you have a child who's eating Eitzel Aviv, or Evet Ha'ichlem Rabbi, so you have a child eating by his father's table, and someone comes knocking on the door, can he give some food from his own plate to the Ani? So he says that's mutter, because Shekach no Gubali Batim. That's the minute. The minute is that if the Ani comes, you're allowed to give some food from the table, and that will be mutter. Siv Zayin. Siv Zayin is interesting, Allah for Gabay Tzedakah, fundraid, fundraisers, or the like. He's, the Shochanar says like this: Adam Shua You have a person who gives more tzedakah than he's than he's able to. He puts himself in pain to be able to give tzedakah. He's only giving it seemingly so that he doesn't get embarrassed. That he didn't give the same amount as he gave last time, last year. So interestingly, the Shochanar does not say usher in makablin. Maybe you could be makabel. But it doesn't say Asr Lekabla. It says Asr Lekabla. The Ligboi Simen Tzedakah. It's Asr to ask him for Tzedakah. And the Gabai, who I would assume knowingly does this and pushes him and bothers him and says, Give. He's causing pain. He's causing pain to someone. It's, it's serious uh, uh, psychological pain that this person was able to give and now he cannot can no longer give and you keep bothering him for money you keep saying no and you're bothering him so so you have to know there were many rabbanani that would bother people for money but they obviously knew that this person was able to afford it but if you know that he cannot afford it and you're pressuring him to give shul dues let's assume a shul due is considered tzedakah not a chiyah, that's a whole question on its own then you have to be careful Public, public appeals. We know there are people there who really can't give. So that's a good question. So I, in my Verizon chair, someone asked me this question. He thought that it would be different because you're not pressuring a person individually. Now, it could be a reason not to do it. If you know, as a gabai or as a president, whatever, that there are many people in the shul, you just had a recession or the like, that are going to feel the pressure to give. So then, in a Hanami, it would be hard to call it Asr. Asr sounds like Latoyvo, your mom is putting him on the spot. One on one, but apisvara, I think that would be correct. It would be the correct uh, action, not not to, not to make a public appeal. If you know there are people there that always gave, and everyone's gonna be looking at them. We don't play a role if you publicly announce the names. So if you don't publicly announce the names, you're not really putting pressure. I would think. In public, in public. Make a appeal in public, but you don't see who's giving what. Right, but let's say uh, Ruvain always gave, you know, a million dollars to, to Mir Yeshiva, right? And now, this year, he, uh, he, he fell on hard times. He's not going to be, he cannot afford the million dollar donation to, to the Mir Yeshiva. 
Let's say Mir Yeshiva knows that. I'm not, not calling out the Mir particularly, but let's say they know that. And he's giving the check. They have to tell him no, that we know you can't afford it this year. You're only giving it to us because, because you're embarrassed. Now, it doesn't say you can't accept it. I, I, spoke, I, spoke, I spoke incorrectly. It says, I'm not sure if you're able to accept it. Abarazin said that he would always rip up the check if you had certain people giving donations, but he wasn't sure if that's really the halacha because it doesn't say clearly, maybe he wants to give it. Maybe he wants to do it for some type of schos. You have sometimes where a person tells you that I really can't afford it, but I want the schos of last, what we discussed last week, of aser b'shul shatis asher. So I'm giving meiser because I want to, to have this, uh, this, um, this schos. So for some reason, over the past few weeks, in Minneapolis, we've had chashev rabbanim, I mean, hopefully everyone has a full shlema coming to the Mayo Clinic. Shlema Miller Shlita was here a few weeks ago on Shabbos. So I asked him this question. I asked him if a person, if you know a person cannot afford it, meaning he's not really giving meiser. As we're going to see, you, you literally can make a spreadsheet, uh, a schedule, so to say, of how much you're chayiv in meiser based on your expenses, based on a lot of different factors. So if we would take out the spreadsheet, he's really chayiv zero, but he's not, he's ignoring that. He's giving meiser on top line revenue, so to say. He has income coming in and he gives 10%, ignoring his, his mortgage and everything else that he's chayiv to, to pay. He owes people money, all types of things. But he's saying that I'm doing it as a schus for tzedakah. Are you mechoyev to tell him not to give? Is he allowed to do this? Ask him this question. So he, he didn't give a full answer, but he said that the person has to be honest. And he has to know, is he doing it? Does he really have betachen that this is going to happen? Because if he's going to regret it later on, you're running into an issue of toya ala rishainas. And who is to say, let's assume he's not testing Hashem. Forget about the isle nasais. But... How do we know he's going to get the 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 uh, haftacha? The haftacha is only when a person gives what's halachically required. He's giving more than meiser. He's giving aliyah vazvesh mechaymish. According to Takanas Usha, he's probably being oven iser. Mr. Drabanu, we'll see next week what what Takanas Usha was. So it's not so simple for a person to do this. And definitely a gabet tzedakah should not be reaching out and 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 taking uh, this money. Comes up regarding tuition. We're not going to get to the full topic of tuition right now. There's a question regarding, can you use meiser money for tuition? Can you, you know, deduct that from your income? All types of questions. But can a board member or a tuition committee put pressure on someone to pay tuition if he knows he can't afford it? So there's a general hakira, which we're not going to get an answer to that today. And the hakira is, is this considered, is this considered tzedakah? Or is this considered a chayv? If it's considered tzedakah, that he has a mitzvah to give tzedakah, and tzedakah is tachzaka satayra, to support the rabbeim, to support the hanhala, and he's giving tzedakah. So uh, how do they divvy it out? That's how they divvy it out. It's, it's sort of like a community, really, if you go back to the times of Chazal, there's a takanas Yeshua ben Gamla. It's interesting, Yeshua ben Gamla was, was, was not zachar l'tayv in Mesech Yuma. His mother bought him the, the kahuna. She paid his way to becoming a kain gadol. Yet later on, the, the Gemara says in Menachis, uh, sorry, in Nedarim, Takanis Yeshua Megamla, that in every single ear, kol ear ve'ir and kol pelach upelach, they should put tinoikas they should have melamde tinoikas to make yeshivas. So many Rishonim ask, how could this be? This this kain gadol who bought his way into the Gauna, how could he be the same one? So some say it was taka two different Yeshua Megamlas. The Sfasemis in Yuma says that it was the same person. And it's true, before he became a Kayin Gadol, 
He, he, he was not a good person. But once he became the Kayin Gadol, with the position came the Achrayis, and he was able to, uh, to, to wife good things, and he was misaking that you should have yeshivas b'chol every year. Now, if you read that line in the Darim, and some only read that line, it says that, that in every town, there has to be yeshivas. And the same way, if there was a mikvah in the community, everybody would have to pay for the mikvah, right? Even if a person's not using the mikvah, there has to be a, there's a community institution, everyone should pay for the building of the mikvah, everyone should pay for the building of the shul, regardless of how many tefillahs you dive in, we don't charge person membership based on tefillahs, that if you have a community, you need a shul, you need a rav, you need, you need, you need, a, you need a paisik, you have to support that. So too, yeshiva should be the same thing, or at least, uh, you know, um, yeshiva katanas, let's say. So the truth is, then the parents are not more to spend money on tuition than anyone else. It's regular tzedakah. They happen to charge me because they could, but really everybody should be chipping in. Maybe that's what yeshiva dinners used to be, everybody giving money, but really it has the status of tzedakah. Now, if it has the status of tzedakah, it's very interesting, if it has the status of tzedakah, then the fundraiser cannot be value. But if you learn, not like what I'm saying, maybe Takaris Shumagamla was back in the day, but right now it's private schools, especially in bigger cities. There's no community institution. It's a private school, private pay. If, you, if you're not paying, we're going to have to go raise money from somewhere else to pay. It's your obligation to pay. Then, then, then it's not an issue of being Tavea because it's not tzedakah money. It's only an issue to be Tavea tzedakah. You're a Baal You owe the money. Not only that, there's a Birka Yosef. He quotes from the Sefer Hasidim. He has a different change. He's a change of gear. So, but he says, the Birka Yosef says that if a person has that are due, doesn't mean you have a mortgage for 30 years. It means you have debt that is due already. You're not allowed to give tzedakah until you pay off that debt. So a person borrowed money from a gemach, assuming it's not forgivable, it's not a PPP loan, he borrowed money from a gemach, he, has, he cannot give meiser money to bunny oilam or whatever until he pays off that, 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 that loan, because he's a balchayv. Or he broke someone's window and he owes them money, he's not allowed to give tzedakah money until he pays off his Baal Chayv. So that's true, uh, a, a school that, let's say they have, they charge $25,000 a child for tuition, and there's someone in town that has seven children there, so it costs them $175,000 a year, and they see this person giving $36 to Kailo this, they should quickly get back to, hey, you didn't pay, you didn't pay a full tuition, you are a Baal Chayv to us, how could you give tzedakah? Maybe all your maestro money should go to us. You want to use your maestro money to pay on top of what you could afford, no problem. But how can you go now give tzedakah to other people when you're a Baal to us? And if you take Baal to the umph degree, the, the, even when the child graduates, those parents, assuming the school makes this condition with them that you're a full Baal they would always have to pay up. They'd have to pay up until they pay up those $25,000 a year tuition. So it's a very good question. Which one is it? On one hand, you're going to say tzedakah, so then no one's really more mechoyev to give because their child's in school versus the person next door. He also has takanus yeshua ben gamla. Or we say, no, it's a, it's a real chayv. So if it's a real chayv, then you know, if a person's taking a tuition break, he has he owes a lot of money to the school. And how could he give tzedakah? How could he do a lot of other things? So that's the hakira. We're not going to have an answer right now, but that, those are the two different southern. Yeah. Does the, does the, school, does the school have a, the ability to have a clawback? Is there a clawback clause where they could go to whatever tzedakah he gave and, and demand it back? 
I don't know if anybody tried that. No, so it happens to me most, most schools are not like that, especially in the yeshiva, in the yeshiva belt. I'm not sure about other schools. I know, okay, I don't want to say names, but I know in, in most of the yeshiva circles, the way they understand tuition, the basic agreement, now you can speak to your administrator. Sorry, Rabari. Uh, you, can, you can speak to your administrator, but basically they say like this, whatever you could afford is obligatory. So let's say you can only afford $10,000 a year per kid. So that's a chiyav. That's your, meaning we, just, we have a dynamic pricing. Our dynamic pricing is based on what you could afford. Let's say they say 10% of your income is your dynamic pricing. So it's based on what you could afford. Anything beyond that, you, you speak to your Rav, you could take off as nicer, but you're paying what you could afford. But you're not a bachoiv on the, on the delta. We're giving you a cap. We're telling you this is what you could afford, and we understand that, and this is your chiv. Anything beyond that is a donation to the school. You could use it as maestro. You could use it as a tax write-off. That's the way they do it in most of the, in, in the yeshiva circles. Other schools do not do that. They say, hey, where, where are you coming up with the $10,000 difference? Do you want to teach in school for a few hours a week? They, they ask those questions because they view it as a chiv, and you're obligated, so all your maestro money has to go to us. But in many of the, the yeshiva uh, you know, uh, Yeshiva Katanas and Beis Yaakovs, they view, they view it as dynamic pricing. Your price is this. Everything above that would be, could be miserable, but it wouldn't be a chayv per se. And you don't have to pay it after your child graduates or the like. Okay. So you're saying, so you're saying that if you're, if you're a person who's in debt. And the debt is due. And they're making money. They, they can't, they should, they should, they should, yeah. So what type of debt? Let's say a person has a HELOC on his house and he's, he's investing money. What type of debt? If he owes someone money right now, he has outstanding debt, he should not be given tzedakah until he pays back. Yeah. Now, that's the way the Berk Yosef brings it down. If you look in the Sefer Hasidim himself, he says, So it sounds like he could give some tzedakah, probably like the Shulchan Aruch in the beginning here in Sefalev, even though he's, he's, uh, he still owes people money. He could give a few dollars here or there, but he should not be giving a significant amount of tzedakah. No, he has to pay back his, his creditors. That's the, that, that's the halacha, meaning a person trying to do the right thing, but the right thing to do is to pay back. So if a person has, has a debt in business, he has working capital. I'm not, I'm not making money. I owe, if I owe $10,000 and I made $5,000, I see that what's the point, you know? If I owe $100,000, I make $100,000 for the year. I didn't make any money. I owe money. Well, you owe rent? Whatever it is, bills. I owe people what it's called. Chris, no, there's a debt. They owe the whole world money. People are like that. People are right. like that. So they shouldn't that get They have. What do you mean? Ruven lent you money. Right. Or not you. Ruven lent Shimon money. And Ruven has, has, is expecting his money back. It wasn't tzedakah. Now, you could make arrangements, but if, if, if he's expecting his money back, then how could you go now give money to uh, Yeshiva Katana of Queens when, when this guy owes he owe you her money? Let him uh, figure out Yeshiva Katana of Queens. That's the halacha. Unfortunately, that happens a lot where somebody owes you a sizable amount of money and suddenly he's being honored at some, some Yeshiva. You know, and they're giving him uh, all the kudos. And meanwhile, nobody knows that he owes you, you know, a sizable right. amount of money. Right. Unfortunately, it happens all too often. Right. And then, then, then the, the challenge of the Gavir is to keep his mouth closed. But that's the... Uh... Exactly. <laughs> the sheep are all too happy to get the money. So that's, the, that's, that's what I meant before by your clawback. If you have the ability of, of, of throwing a, uh, a monkey wrench. Yeah. Situation. But what's yeah. the it for business? No, uh, so, so that, that's not the same debt. They need to be seen there. They want to know if it's yeah, business related. Yeah, no, no. I think we need to hear from the guy on the other trip to 
everyone to go wherever they go because they want everyone to know, you know. So, but th- so then, so then he shouldn't be taking it as a tzedakah write-off. It's not tzedakah. He's investing in right. networking, and it's right. on the networking bill. It's not a tzedakah thing. Right, right. So therefore, so judging him on what he's doing as far as tzedakah is concerned, he may not be doing it for tzedakah. He wants his son to get into a yeshiva, let's say, or whatever it is. So he, he's getting there. <laughs> Again, yeshiva is pikuach nefesh. Maybe, maybe he, he's allowed to do that. I don't know. Now on Lakewood today, it's a hard to get in, let's see, right? So he figures, yeah, I'll honor you. If you take the honor, we will, we'll, we'll let you in. Something like that. You can't know. Okay, so I, I would say, I don't know if we said this before. I would go back to Rav Asher Weiss's side. There are some times in life where you are doing an iser and you have a cheshbon. You're still doing an iser. He's doing an iser of of not paying this person back, that he owes this person money, beyond my teeth and schare, whatever, whatever a lot of you want to say. Yeah, so he has his cheshman, but at the end of the day, he's violating this iser. Now, is one more important than the other? Maybe to get his kid into yeshiva, maybe it is. Maybe it's pekuach nefesh, mental health, I have no clue. But, but uh, stop, because he wants to get involved in better nursing home deals. Uh, he, he has to give this guy back his money. He owes him money. So, so okay, so let's take the next, can you take another business deal? He owes people money. Yes, because that's 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 not so a tzedakah. Is so far, but they're not calling it tzedakah. He, this is not called tzedakah then. Oh, okay, but so he's the one who knows it's not tzedakah. Everyone else thinks it's tzedakah. He knows what he's doing. Okay, I don't know. It's a great limit some people, and and I'm sure this is what they have in mind. But but they have to factor this, and they have to really know what they, if they're doing it for the right intentions, if they're just doing it not to be yeah, embarrassed. But the all too often it's not about tzedakah; it's about covet. Okay. Oh, okay, so that's nothing to do with that. That's my point. But, well, well, COVID, you know. No, but sometimes the guy thinks, you know, the world has to know who he is. Yeah. You can't right. get his name out there, you know, no one's going to work with him otherwise. Right. The problem is then people do work with him and they lose money. So. <laughs> Nor should they. Just the opposite. Right? They should know. And people yes. gave a lot of tzedakah. In fact, there was a person who never, he was a real Bernie Madoff, a real Bernie Madoff recently that just broke. He, um, he didn't even have a smartphone. He had a flip phone. That's all he ran. He didn't have business. He didn't have a business. There was no Fs, There was no trades, nothing. And everyone was trusting him because he was giving millions of dollars to tzedakah. He was actually writing million dollar checks. There was nothing. There was no Bernie Madoff putting the statements in the refrigerator when the, audit, when the auditors came to cool it off from the, uh, from the copy machine. None of that stuff. Nothing. And there's nothing left. There's not much nothing left. Okay. Let's do one more sif here. Sif Ches. Haroitz. That's only if people pay, is the shout out. They, they just promise to pay. They don't give, so then there's no, nothing wrong. They could just. Don't get paid. Get by yourself. No, I'm saying. Okay. Haroitz. Let's finish. Okay, let's finish on a positive. Someone who wants to get schusim. Yikoy Yitzra Shafariz Yitzhara. Viyachiv Yadoy. And be, you know, live in abundance when it comes to. Ruchnius, the Chodavar Shehul Shem Shemayim, any that's regarding Shem Shemayim, and I would add mitzvahs, anything like that, Yeh Me'atoy Ve'ayafa, you want to do it well, in Bana Be'ez Tefillah, Yeh Nami Be'ez Yeshiva, so if you're building a shul, the shul should be nicer than your own home, in fact, the halacha is in Simen Kuf Nun, uh, Kuf Nun Aleph, in Hilchus Be'ez Knesses, that the Be'ez Knesses is supposed to be Be'goy V'Shalir, it's supposed to be on the top of the town, and it's supposed to be the biggest, uh, the biggest house in the in the city. The shulchanot even gets into details. What if the roof is lower? All types of details. Halach is the shul is supposed to be the biggest building in town. Um, that's because you want to do things. 
If you're feeding someone, you're giving someone something to eat, don't give them the leftovers from Shabbos, give them something that, that, that is good. If you're clothing someone, give him, give him uh, things that are, that are fitting for him. Hiktish tavar, if you're being maktish something for the base of Mikdash, yaktish mihayafi, you're buying svarim for shul, buy things that are nice. Everything that you're doing for HaKadosh Baruch Hu should be done mehatoi v'hayafi, it's divrei musr here. V'cheinu oimer, kol chelev la'ashem. Chelev, the fat, the best thing should be la'ashem. So, Bez Hashem, we should be those that are able to keep sivches, and we could uh, avoid the issues of poverty in sivzayin and the other sifim, and we should be zayichet to be able to give... Yarchiv Yodav Chodavish Lishim Shemaim Yemea Toiv Vehayafe Shkoyach